Hey, this is Corey Castle, and you're checking out the Three Count Podcast with Red Dog. I'm in fashion, Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But after like the 260-something episode, I just need you to say it. Just say, I am your Sherpa. That's right. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? You see him right next to me. He comes to us from ACPW. DCW, NBA, IWA, Vintage Pro, H2O, CWO, CW, and BCW. He is a wrestler, a mentor, a podcaster, and he beats to his own drum, Corey Castle. Sup, y'all? Yo, what's up, man? I, I didn't realize you were gonna you were gonna name like every independent promotion I had ever wrestled for. <laughs> Hey, but, we, gotta, we do our research. That's how it works. Uh, uh, dude, I, I, I dig that. Uh, what's funny about it is, uh, like, some people will be like, some people will be like, oh, I did this research online and I only found out, I only found out a couple of the, the bigger ones that you'd performed for, and I'll only mention those. Like, whatever whatever ones show up on on the the databases on, on websites. Listen. And, uh... It is it is it is easy to go to like wrestling database and just go check out everybody's stuff. But then like you can go to people's like Instagram pages and Facebook pages. Listen, being an event being like doing a po- being a podcaster, it's a lot like being a stalker. You just like go through people's social media and you start finding information about people. It's just like being a stalker. Now that you mention it, yeah. the, the similarities are endless. They just they, they don't stop. Yeah, I mean, I just don't you, you, slide, you slide into people's DMs and you're like uns, unsolicited. Hi, you're great. <laughs> I always like, and I, I tell people all the time, I was like, yo, it's so awkward, like going to meet people and talk to them about coming on the podcast, especially on like DMs, because you know, like, and especially for like females, you know, they're like sitting there and they're probably getting hounded by like dude after dude after dude after dude. Like, hey, yo, like, what's up? Like, what's your feet taste like? Like, what? No. And then you see my message gets put in the general direction, Mm -hmm. right? The general, because it's like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? And I'm pretty sure there's probably, like, a million dudes who, like, slid in with, like, yo, I got this podcast where we talk about you. And then, like, they hop on (laughs) and have a weird thing that they want to talk about. I'm just like, listen, I'm a worker. I'm trying to get other people who are more veteran workers just to ask some advice. <laughs> I think, I, I think, I think a combination, a combination of that and the fact that like more, more males are keen to talk about themselves all the time endlessly. Uh, that, uh, that's probably why I've had way more male guests on my podcasts than female guests. I think it's also a fact that Females like always have, and and if you okay, females out there who are listening to the show, if you don't, by all means, cool. But if you do, we understand. Like females has everybody at like arm's distance because they're like, "Hey, oh, stranger danger," and we're like, "Hey, we'll come on and do your podcast, no problem." We don't even yeah. know what the concept is about. We're just a straight caveman. We just like, 
how many times how many times have you agreed to be on somebody's podcast and like they were not a good host yeah like i think i think i think i've been asked to be on so many podcasts that were just bad podcasts and i was like oh that'll just be exposure just a little bit but i'm like winding up having i'm carrying their podcasts and i'm like oh shoot um all right i guess it's time for me to do that like asking me asking me questions that i know you're not listening to my answers on or or like asking me this the same stuff everybody's asked me forever and like oh bro did did you like look me up like did have you heard any other podcasts i've been on i've probably told this story a hundred times but you know what that that shows that shows good faith in myself for not being somebody who lies about who they were and what they've done because if I can keep continuing to tell the same stories over and over, I feel like maybe I feel like I'm like I'm <laughs> I'm kids out there playing the hits. <laughs> I like it. I like, well, it's funny because like I, I haven't been asked to be on a lot of podcasts, but there was a couple of them that I have been on where it's like, what do you think of this person? Or what do you think of the industry today? Or what do you think of that? Or how do you feel about this? And it's like, I understand that you guys know I have this podcast where like we debate wrestling topics on the weekends and then on, you know, throughout the week, we have all these interviews that come out, but it's like, I'm also a worker. <laughs> you can ask mm-hmm. me about things that I do like in a ring, but I just mm-hmm. so happen to talk about these other things too. And it's like, you don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a good amount of just, regular conversations with people who aren't already in an egotistical business like we're in, in the business of look at me, the look at me business, uh, that are, are so ready for you to just shut up so they can say their next thing that they're not listening to anything you're saying anyway. Right. That's why but, I think this podcast is important. Cause it's like, you get to have like this aspect of, cause you know, when we were on evolving, like, you know, plug, for, you know, Mr. Mr. Castle's podcast. Uh, like, we just had, like, this genuine conversation and genuine flow of, like, hey, like, we want to we trade stories, we want to talk about learning and how we were growing and, and just, like, life, not just in wrestling, but it's, like, it, it legitimately, and when I tell people, like, yo, this podcast is, like, the Joe Rogan experience just in the wrestling format of, like, hey, we got 35 minutes, better get your shit in, brother. <laughs> but I can... <laughs> I go to like my to my go to stories that I know will get reactions, and <laughs> I gotta stick to my tight five. We got, we got. Hey, listen, we got the match structure right now. You better like, hey, you get your shine in before we get into the heat. But <laughs> right, get, get, get your shit in, brother. Get, get your shit in. Yeah, but for those who don't know who you oh, are, uh, speaking of that, man, I did, I did a, I did a cosplay pro wrestling show this weekend. I well, I did two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I, I had, I wrestled as Aquaman. I wrestled uh, Luigi from Super Mario Brothers, and uh, and we we did a spot where I was like, you know, I'm Aquaman. I'm I've, I'm mighty with these powers. Like, what powers did they ever say Luigi had? So I just had the guy like, like, unload and like hit me with a bunch of stuff and me not sell it. And I was like, "Wow, I've never not sold anything before." And I was like, "I could get used to this." Same <laughs> <laughs> well, one that uh, Grim from GTS was on. Yeah, yeah, he was on the one on Saturday. 
Okay. I was like, cause I saw that, and then I, I think I saw your video, and I, I saw somebody else doing one too, where they were like, they're Waluigi, Waluigi, and that's oh, Getty. Like, Getty I was, was yeah, Getty, Getty Calhoun was Waluigi, and <laughs> and uh, and Grim was like, wa uh, uh, he was Wario. Yeah. <laughs> It and, is uh, so much uh, fun, like seeing people like cosplay as like characters. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what they, we do, but to see other characters. They, they did. They did. Um, Waluigi. So it was Getty uh, went against this kid James, and they uh, and and James was CJ from Grand Theft Auto. So they had him come out to the, to the Grand Theft Auto theme. But like, I uh, took this like scooter, this electric scooter. And I just rode it around the ringside, and when the and when the the music came on, <laughs> CJ from Grand Theft Auto came and jacked me from the scooter. <laughs> Got a huge pop. I like. It. I was just being an extra. I was nice. being an extra in a spot. But but uh, it was it was supreme storytelling for me though because what um what I did was when I took the scooter, I rode the scooter to the ring. And I put a sack of thumbtacks under the ring, which when I say thumbtacks like that, it was Aquaman pulled out thumbtacks and dumped them in the ring, but they were really goldfish crackers because it's Aquaman. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and and took a, took some thumbtack bumps on goldfish crackers. <laughs> That's probably the safest bump that I've ever heard. So oh, before. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, got, you just get real dusty. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you just get real dusty. That's all. <laughs> so, for those, who what, what, a, what a what a crummy what a crummy bump. What a crummy bump? Yes. <laughs> Especially with like pizza flavored. Well, that might be a fun pizza flavored bump, though. I might. That might be something I might want to explore. Actually, you know what? You bring it up this spot. That might be something I end up doing, like in a match somewhere. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to do it again. I, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally cool with continuing to do it over and over. <laughs> so for those who don't know who you are, please let the fans and viewers know who is Corey Castle. Okay. Uh, the pressure's on right now. Uh, define who I am. Define who I am. I'm I'm Corey Castle, uh, a professional wrestler and a stand-up comedian and a podcaster and an actor. I've been in tons of movies and TV shows, and I uh, I uh, have a podcast called Evolving with Corey Castle, where I chat with different people about their life lessons and, and, and stories and who they've become and why they've become that way and how they can inspire folks to be a better version of themselves and timestamp right here, right now, who they are and give those, those, those uh, evergreen messages that will continue to live on in this, in this, in this audio format, because for sure this stuff's outliving us. Like I, I've really, I've really had these really important conversations recently with, with some friends, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Rave's daughter, Jimmy Rave's daughter, just hit me up, and uh, she she just got to listen to a four hour conversation with me and her dad on my podcast from 2018, and she was like, "Oh, this is this is the clearest he's ever sounded. I've never found him on any po other podcast sounding as much like himself. He says, dude, the way he used to say dude to me all the time. So like this these these, these are time stamps in these like precious precious moments that are so, so like instead of like 
these moments fleeting, these conversations just happening and never being heard again. These are conversations that are on the record. So that it's like, um, I saw this, this documentary, uh, Jeff Foxworthy was talking about stand-up comedy, this documentary called I am comic. And he's like, it's like, you just have thoughts zooming through your head all day, a hundred thoughts per second all day. He's like, as comedians, it's our job to catch those thoughts, shine them off and show, see, huh? Like that's, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about these fleeting conversations. No, I mean that's a great that's a great aspect. And this is one thing I love too, because like I remember like we had our, our episode and then like two days later, like anybody who was aware like saw that we had co- we covered an episode with my dog Duke. It was actually crazy enough his last interview that he was like a part of and he was just like laying next to me and it would have Quincy would be his last night with us because the next morning, like, he just was not moving. So we just, we had to put him down. But uh, it was a message that I had showed my wife that uh, I had said to her, especially because that night was so important to us, especially about what happened with him. And mm-hmm. um, it was cool. It was just cool to be able to, like, replay it for her just so that she could hear, like, Yo, when we do podcasts, it's not always talking about, like, business all the time. But there's sometimes where it's just like, hey. There are some important messages that get passed along, and that's kind of like what I wanted to do with this format is that while I'm learning, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's asked the same questions that I'm asking or having a conversation similar to the one I'm asking. So they're going to be like, hey, have you checked out this show called The Three Cup Podcast? It's like now we're in the ring. They, uh, they, they really talk about beginning as a wrestler, and I'm like, yeah. Because I am still the beginner. <laughs> well, 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 you see, Clifford, I will tell you this. <laughs> the reason I called my podcast Evolving with Corey Castle wasn't only because my name's Corey Castle and I'm the host of it. It was so that you could, you could track who I was from the very start of it. I, I had a conversation with a man earlier talking about how I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids. Probably not. But if I did, I, I'd want them to know the type of man I was from the beginning of my 30s all the way till the end of my life. And they would have this categorized encyclopedia on how I've evolved. And, uh, you know, even, even, if, even if I don't reach a, reach a huge audience, the audience for the tomorrow audience is important as hell to me. And <laughs> that's why I'm going to... Con- Continue beating the drum. <laughs> it's it's cool though because it's like when you think about life and you're thinking about like what what's gonna happen beyond wrestling because let's be real like our shelf life is not that long and most you know depending on like your average wrestler maybe five years on the indie scene if they get they start building some momentum then probably like a good like ten some of them take it over thirty you know Jericho congratulations. Uh, but it's like how long very... do you plan on staying in, Cliff? I mean, you you got you got a kind of late start, huh, pal? I, yeah, I got a super <laughs> late start. Hey, look, I'm trying to get out at 45. I'm going to be honest. Like, once 45 hits, like if I haven't, like if it hasn't happened, it won't happen. I'm gonna be like, you know what? The manager role seems like a good role for me to go into, or just a commentary role, and I'm just gonna be that guy on a microphone, just like talking trash. Like that's gonna be me. I, I'm saying, I'm saying, fifty for me. Fifty is the is the number. If I can stay in till fifty, cool. <laughs> I just want to be like, I just want to be on the headset, just talking smack. I just want to be like, I want to be 
like Bobby the Brain Heenan or like Pat McAfee right now and just be the color commentator at 45, just sit in the chair and just be like, listen, my back is gone. My arms, I can't feel my fingers, but I can still talk this shit. And you're going to take all this trash talk that I'm about to deliver about your favorite wrestler. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to be the guy that has the, has the crumbled up, rolled up piece of paper in your back pocket and have the pencil behind your ear. Sure it is. But it's also, it's also, it's also cool to be able to feel your fingertips. Right. <laughs> yes. Very. Especially because I, I recently had a match where I dropped a, I was doing a back body drop. And um, as I did it, right. Um, I left my arm underneath on a low boy ring. And as I went down, like I did it, like move my arm out, so I ended up losing like feeling in my fingers. Did the guy? Did the guy? Did the guy bump on your arm? Yeah, and it was my fault. Like I knew I should have moved my arm, and I didn't. And mm-hmm. like I just over, I hyperextended my elbow, and like yeah, for like a good three minutes, like I had just lost fing- like feeling in my arm. And so like mm-hmm. I had, the match is on my YouTube page. Like you see me, mm-hmm. I'm just like after a little bit, like also I'm just like doing this the whole time and like just trying to get feeling back in there. And then once I did, like, I was like, all right, we need to take off for the rest of the match. And for like another 10 minutes, we, we were working. Did, did you ever get a stinger in a match? Mm-mm, not yet. I, I was, I was, um, we did this, like this, like auto auto lot match. It was like, there's a car dealership in Reading PA. And it was me, me and Rick against, me and Rick against John John Dahmer and Eddie Valentine, and Eddie Valentine went to give me a tombstone, and my legs were bent. But then, like they then they went straight up when I was go when I was when I was going down, mm-hmm. and somehow like I like crunched my neck and I got this bad stinger and I lost the feeling in both my arms, and like you could watch me back on the tape and I was just like, I was like looking at both of my hands like trying to trying to pump some some action into those limbs yeah no i haven't i haven't had one of those yet but i do want to know what's what is the worst bump you've taken um boy uh i think that's that's tough man i i I don't know uh i don't know um it's legit, like one of my favorite questions to ask. Cause, yeah, you know, like that's it, it's it's a great thing you said this right. Like, because other podcasts will ask like the same questions all the time, and you're just kind of right. like, you're like beaten down by it. But then you get asked that question, like, "Hey, what was the worst bump you taken?" And you're just kind of like, "Huh, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't recall." <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so so mix these these two bad experiences into one time when I had a, a bad bump. Uh, so it was, uh, me and Rick, me and Rick were, uh, at a skating rink. We were wrestling a tag team called the Molsons. It was, uh, it was Jack Molson and, uh, I forget some Jack, Jack and Jill Molson. I don't know what the guys, what the other guys, but Jack Molson, Jack Molson goes up. He's like, Oh, my cat pissed in my bag. And he put his gear on, and he had cat piss all over his gear. And he continued to have the match with us. Like, the whole fucking place stunk. Excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry. The whole place, the whole place just reeked. And 
and then then both guys when when they have heat on me who at the time I was probably 140 pounds something like that double gorilla press me and throw me through the ceiling tiles so I come back down from the ceiling tiles and I land right like where it completely knocks the wind out of me and I was I couldn't breathe and I was like trying to shake all the life back into me so I'd say bumps like those where I get the wind knocked out of me really bad and uh, I did um, I forget who it was but somebody like rocket launched me and and somebody else was supposed to catch me for like a cutter and um, I came I was like bumping somehow I, I banged my teeth on my on my hand here and I was bleeding out of my hand. I'm surprised I didn't lose my teeth, but I got this scar now on my hand from, from, from my teeth. Damn. <laughs> Almost like a Cesaro moment. Minus that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Except for it was my own hand and not the steel pole. <laughs> steel pole. Oh man. I, oh man. I felt so bad for that. Oh God damn dude. No, I think uh, so. With my so I have a tooth story too, and actually it was in a practice match. So we're in a practice match, and my friend who was like, "Hey man, it's been a couple of months since I've been back in the ring, and we want to work this practice match. Let's, you know, like five, five, six minutes should be fine. I'm like, bet." And they're like, "So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit you with a form. You're gonna go into the ropes, and as you come back, I'm gonna hit you. Like I'm gonna clock you like right with my fist. Trust this man. Still trust this man." Every time I tell this story, I, I clip it out and I send it to him purposely. So anyway, uh, so I get so I get hit to the ropes right with a forearm. I come back, man hits me dead in the mouth. <laughs> like I was just like, oh my god! And he goes, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like whatever, it happens. Let's just keep moving. But I keep fucking with him during the practice match. I see dots. He's like, do you see me dots? I'm like, shut up and hit me. And so like, I keep telling him. But what ended up happening, right, fast forward a few months, I'm at AEW just sitting in the sitting in the stands, right? And I feel a lot of pressure on one of my teeth. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? And, like, as I, like, go to feel my tooth, like, I feel something pop. And I was like, oh. And so, like, I pull, and there's, like, a little bit of my tooth. I was like, yo, that's weird. I'm sitting next to a friend of mine, and I go, and like half my tooth fell out <laughs> and it was a half it was like back half of my tooth so wrestling, was, fake as hell right so fake <laughs> yeah, I saw, my buddy goes is that your tooth i was like yeah yeah i broke my tooth i, I wasn't eating anything not, i just spit it right in my hand and he was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but i guess like from what my dentist told me is that like when i got hit it fractured it not bad, but just fractured it enough to where there's a crack. And, like, as time wore on, like, it just came out, too. So I was like, mm. so now I just make him feel bad. I'm like, he'll be like, <laughs> he goes, Cliff, would I do everything to hurt you? I was like, I don't know, man. You broke my tooth. And he was like, that was one time. I was like, it's all I need. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it's funny to think about it. And, like, you know, like, what we do is a work. But, like, and people go, like, we'll equate it to, like, how – fake the punches are but but for sure worked punches for the last 23 years have made it so my jaw is never not really sore like i i'm always 
clenching my jaw from being from being punched so much, and my jaw's always sore. I can't eat big sandwiches. Uh, it's 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 if I if I if I yawn too big, like I'm sitting there like ow, ah, like I I have just like, all this pain in my face for like 45 minutes after I yawn. So if I yawn, I'm gonna try to like try to hold it up so my mouth doesn't open. Yawning with my with my hand holding my chin up so that so that my mouth doesn't open too wide. Is that is that control yawn where you're like? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm tired right now. <laughs> Whenever I, I try, like, I, that's like the most annoying is when you're not trying to yawn and like you know it's gonna because like I can't yawn very loud or if I yawn very loud, like I feel my jaw too where it's like it's about to click and I'm like mm. I don't want that. But uh, it's worse when I go to sneeze because like cause mm. I hold it in and I was like. I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> so I definitely can relate. <laughs> and people just laugh. They're like, why do you sneeze like that? I was like, why do you blink? It just happens. Shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> well, we don't choose these things. These things choose us. Yes. It's how life cho- Life was like, hey, Cliff, a little quirky, a little funny, uh, loud sneezes. <laughs> they just right. dumped in the whole gallon of water on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I let I laugh about that because I think about like my my uh, my cousin growing up. Her laugh was her laugh was like, <laughs> and it was like we were always like, "Why do you laugh like like?" She's like I didn't choose it, <laughs> but like anytime she would get too giggly, <laughs> and it was ridiculous. It's so laughable to even think about it now. <laughs> I had a friend that I thought his I thought whenever he was laughing I thought it was fake because he'd be like <laughs> and I was like yo I was like I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're just like making this laugh up and sure enough that's how that's how he laughed and I was like yo that's that's ridic- that's beyond ridiculous I don't understand you <laughs> hey so twenty three years in the business I'm just curious how did you get into the business. Uh, well, when I was 14 years old, uh, when I was 14 years old, there was an ad in the newspaper. For real, this is this sounds like an old man telling a story. When I was 14 years old, there was an ad in the newspaper for a wrestling school that was that was right in my in my area. Right, it was like a five minute drive from my house. I mean, of course, I didn't have a car. I was 14 years old, so. Uh, there was kids my age that were going there, and uh, me and my friend Scott were like, "Yeah, we're going." So we so we went, and uh, we we met a bunch of people who like wound up going from that place to real schools. And uh, I so I at I think when I was fifteen, I tried out at CZW, and then I started going there when I was sixteen at the CZW school. Um, so yes. The the whole uh, <laughs> the whole uh, got into wrestling because of a newspaper article, and uh, my my first time I've my first match I ever had the theme song I used was on a a, a cassette tape. <laughs> Did you record it off the radio? Like is that? How you can- Perhaps it might have been it might have been something like that. I don't know. <laughs> 
remember those days. I remember like having to sit next to the radio and <laughs> hit record when when your jam came on. Yeah, and just and just play and just pray that it didn't come on like after a commercial break because you know like oh, you know, the DJs would be like, "Hey, we're gonna play this song and then this song and then that song," and then you're just like waiting. And then if it came out, then if there's like a commercial, you're like, God, I hope this is the last commercial. <laughs> it never worked out that way. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, such a, such a, a weird time to be that, to come into wrestling at that. And it's now be this, like I can, any show I'm at, I can send my music from my phone to the sound guy right then. And, and they have it. But uh, can, could you imagine <laughs> having a, a cassette tape be the, the the vehicle or the medium for my first my first music in wrestling? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would just still be still be flabbergasted if we said the word like, "Hey, yeah, like I uh, I have all my music on the CD." <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I you don't got to. I used to, feedback. <laughs> I, dude. I had a I had a just a bunch of burnt CDs that were all just the one track that was my theme song that just said Corey Castle track one. I had like a hundred of those and like every promotion I was at, I'd be like, keep it, keep it, keep it for next time. <laughs> That's and, like that, that, that struggle was real back then. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to need that tape back though. Cause I got to rewind this. And it <laughs> be kind. <laughs> Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, <laughs> seeing that you've been a, jour- a journeyman in like in this, right? I'm sure you've had these late nights, right? But after a show, like, do you have like a post match meal, a post match snack? Now that you're going to, uh, <clears throat> I most of the time. It, it's not just from wrestling. It's just, it's like for anything. Post post anything. I just always grab Wawa. I just grab something from Wawa. It's. I think I think Wawa has been there for me through all of it, forever. <laughs> every every single match ends Wawa. Uh, it was funny because like I was uh, interviewing Nikolai White and he said. Uh, I have a term for Wawa, right? He's like, where all wrestlers are, like all wrestlers, is this, wrestlers are, so I don't know, where all wrestlers are are at, or something like that. Something <laughs> like that. I was like, that's that's such a true statement. It's like Wawa should definitely be like Wawa sponsoring the Midwest or the the Mid Atlantic indie scene because, oh like, yeah, that's, yeah, dude, that's I, my my only story I have of like having like real chill time with Brody Lee was at like a Wawa after a show. It, it might've been a sheets, but it's always like sheets or Wawa or some, something Turkey Hill, like whatever local that's like a Wawa for sure. That's where I'm headed. <laughs> I was just at this, I was in the uh, Western Pennsylvania and they had a thing called snappies. And I was like, I've never yeah. heard of this, but I kind of want to stop there. Next time I go through the area and be like, I just want to come here to come here because I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I was like, but it's intriguing that there's like this big yellow sign with like a blue and a red ring, and then there's like a squirrel like right in the center of the logo. And I'm like, I've never seen a squirrel in any logo ever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've been to some places and I've never seen this. So I was like, let me check this out. 
okay, so I got to turn this to like kind of more of like on the on the serious side of things. But what's one of the Very hardest serious. lessons that what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn uh, in the business? Uh, I think I think do everything with purpose. I had to learn that very, very early on, but a very hard lesson to learn because the thing is, uh, I, I always give credit to Eddie Valentine for this. He, he kind of said something similar to this to me, similar to this whole idea then to me, and I've taken it and I've given it my own interpretation and I'll pass it on to whoever I'm around or anybody who I'm ever stepping in the ring with or anyone who I'm ever in a seminar with, or anybody who's ever like trying to learn something under me, I'll always say, you're here for, for the reason that you believe that you were good enough to be here. So carry yourself like you've been here because you, you run this, you've run this already in your, in your mind. You pictured yourself being this. So if you thought like, okay, so for sure, like you can go into school and you can go, okay, I'm on the football team. I'm on the baseball team. I'm on the wrestling team at school. Uh, I want to be, a, I want to be a martial artist. There's martial arts gyms at, in strip malls all over the place. Wrestling schools. There ain't, there ain't a whole lot of those. So like you put the effort into finding that school, put the effort into going to that school, put the effort into this business, have that be the purpose that you serve. When you go and you and you chase your dreams, that you're there for that reason. I, I've been saying we're an elite bunch of people. I've been saying that before all elite was a thing, before before uh, before before AEW, before even like uh, the Young Bucks or whoever was saying it. I've been saying that for years and years because for sure, like we are a very specific niche brand of individuals. Like you go into any locker room. These people, if it wasn't for the wrestling business, you look around, none of these people would be around each other. So, like, that's 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 the that's the beast we serve. No, I like that though. It's just that I, I like the idea of just I never thought about it that way too. So that might be something like just kind of in the mindset that I have. Like, like you you've been here before. You know, it's funny because like I had tons of conversations with with my kid, right? Like I'm always having these conversations and sometimes they're with her, sometimes they're not without, right? But it's like always like these prep conversations. Like I'm always thinking about these things and it's like the military mindset of me is like game playing for everything. But I never really thought about the fact that like, yeah, like you're, you're in a ring. Like you have planned this. Like you wanted to be a pro wrestler. You have planned this out. You have an idea of your entrance, the idea of who you are, what character you're portraying, whether you're a heel or a face, or your whatever, but you you, you spent tons it. of spent tons of currency on effort and and currency monetarily on the gear that you wear. Like you thought that all out. You thought about what it was all gonna look like, and you put it all together. Why put it all together? Then not then not not carry yourself like you deserve to be there. Like you for sure, you for sure deserve to be there. Uh, I think, I think enough people uh, need to hear that they deserve to be heard and seen, uh, and and loved. Like everybody deserves unconditional love. And I think like, oh well, oh, I suck. I don't deserve love. Well, 
what you're the one who determined that yeah yeah it's definitely true like and and it's funny because like i know like i've it was it was weird because like recently like and i say this in the aspect of knowing that this episode is probably coming out later than when <laughs> i'm putting it when we're talking about it but like a couple weeks ago like i had a conversation with my trainer because i was like yo i think i took a step back and i kind of need to reestablish like what's going on and it was just a couple matches that i had that i kind of felt like even though i felt like i performed at 100 like i it wasn't 100 in the match right but then like i did a match with one of my one of my really good friends my best friend actually we had great chemistry in the ring together and we just i felt like we tore the whole house down and uh and a lot of fans like were coming to us afterwards and talking to us they're like man we love this match and stuff like that and it was at that moment i was like all right maybe i just had like a momentary lapse but i was like i had made the decision i made it i made a determination i thought i took a step back when in reality it was just hey listen it was you're not every day you're gonna go out there and hit home runs so just enjoy sometimes you just need a base knock that's all you need you don't have to worry there, about there's 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 learn there's teachable moments there's teachable moments inside of inside of like not being on your a game it's everything everything is learnable <laughs> it a hundred percent is it was such a it was a cool thing to to kind of sit back, pull myself back, look at it and be like, damn, like these were all, these were all cool moments to kind of like understand, learn. And even like one of the other veterans that I was working with in the match was like, dude, if it was just you and me, we would have a fire ass match. He's like, I could tell based on how you are, how you carry yourself and the movements that you have in your moves. And I was like, yo, I appreciate that. Like looking back at it. So now I'm like, all right, it was just me. I'm going to turn around and have these great-ass matches and these fire-ass matches going forward with whoever because now, like, I had that confidence in me that I'm like, yeah, I can do this, and I'm going to do this. Uh, but with that, if you if you were talking to an up-and-coming wrestler, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Don't believe everything. Don't believe everything. For sure. Uh, not, not because – I mean, for sure believe in yourself – but don't believe everything everybody else tells you about yourself because they're not going to, they're not, they're not building you up or, or pulling you down for no reason at all. So be careful with who you surround yourself with. Like I, like I say, um, look at, look at the five people who are in your life that you're closest with. How many of those people have to gain anything from being insincere with you? How many of those people want anything from you? Your life is a movie. Cast it well. I like I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, uh, twenty three years, tons and tons of different locker rooms. So I do need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. When do and when, what? I, I don't. When, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Oh, one do. Um, uh, do do be do be do be do be do. No, just uh, have a man. Stay compassionate. Stay stay open. Stay open to to 
not everybody there is your enemy. And if you if you walk into a locker room acting like there's going to be people there who are your enemy, people are going to feel that energy and think you are the enemy. So for sure leave leave your ego, leave that shit somewhere else. Like play play the ego while you're in front of the fans, but don't work the boys that you're like a bigger deal than you are. The boys and the girls for sure. Bet. What about one don't? Don't be racist. Don't be. Don't be. Don't be homophobic. Don't be. Uh, don't. Don't make jokes that. Don't make jokes that are inappropriate. Like really, really. I. Uh, <laughs> so I got sat down. Uh, I got sat down at at the wrestling school one day. We were all in the ring, and uh, um, Eddie was given this. Eddie was given this like speech about etiquette. And he was like, don't be racist. Don't be homophobic. Uh, don't, he was saying, he was saying all this stuff. 2001 probably. And, uh, and he's like, don't, don't do anything sexual. Don't make sexual jokes. Don't talk about like, like your personal private stuff that you do in bedrooms in front of people in the locker room. That's not, not something anybody should be doing. And that was on a Thursday. And that Saturday we had a show, a CCW show in Sewell, New Jersey. And, uh, and, uh, the, the SATs were on the show and red and red took like, <laughs> there was like a, there was like a, a pad, you know, like sometimes there's like loose pieces of the pad that are just like, you know, just like straight, like tubes. Right. So he was just grabbing it like it was a dick, and he was, like, running around hitting everybody with it. And he was like, see, that's what you don't do. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, and it's also like, hey, man, like, that was 2001, and that's a story I still remember from being, you know, 17 years old. Uh, So, like, be careful about what impressions you make and the memories that that you're leaving people with of who you are and your professionalism. It's a good move. I like that. That's like just, just remember. I always tell people too. I'm like, yo, if it's something that you wouldn't say in front of your grandmother, then don't say it at all. Just keep it that way. Because you can say like, if you want to say it in front of your mom, don't say it at all. But I know like when I talk to my mom every once in a while, I'm just like, look, mom, fuck it. And I'm like, but probably shouldn't have said that. But I've already, I've gone way too far past this line. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's probably, it's probably a decent idea to check in with who's around you. To make sure that you're not making them uncomfortable as well, because it's it's really easy to make people uncomfortable. And like I, I, I now that you mentioned that, <laughs> I I would go like, oh man, that doing stand up. I I think I I made my mom uncomfortable once or twice when she's when she's seen me do stand up, and I'm like. Okay, I'm never doing that again. So I don't ever, I don't ever, I don't, I've always been someone who hasn't liked any, like, real blue humor, real, like, sexual stuff. Like, that stuff's real, like, that. that's like, okay, that's private. That's not something that we should all be consuming. Right. And, uh, and uh, I had, I had something that I was doing. I had a bit, oh my God, okay. The bit that I was doing, this is when I was young. It was about... It was about um, 
about certain girls not paying attention to where their elbows go when they go down on you. <laughs> like, well, like, uh, and a girl was going down on me and like was jabbing her elbow right into my, in, right into my, into my um, thigh here. And she was like, oh, what's wrong? You seem like you're not enjoying yourself. I'm like, oh yeah, the crotch stuff is great, but the uh, bruise that I'm achieving on my, on my thigh, I don't like that very much. Yeah, I could I could understand like why parents might get uncomfortable with that kind of conversation. yeah I, I, yeah I wouldn't I you know I would never want to have that conversation I would never want to have that conversation happen again. No, uh, you know like could you as you can imagine like somebody like being that comfortable with like their parent that would be like mom listen like the other day like I was just getting this blowjob and this chick just kept drilling her elbow into my thigh. Yeah, yeah, nope. My mom. No, would just be like, my mom's Hispanic, and I always be getting beat with a chancla like all day. <laughs> Even now, like, 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 was like um, so. <laughs> I had a, I had a bit. I have a bit that I do where I talk about um, like I had, I had, I had just slept with a girl for the first time, and 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 once again, I don't like talking about sex stuff at all on stage. But I had just slept with a girl for the first time, and she get, she went to go give me this really good compliment. And she's like, do you know what's different about you than every other guy I've ever dated? And I was like, what? And she was like, she was like, you don't have skid stains in your underwear. And I was like, oh, I thought that was going to be about me. That's a you thing. That's totally a you thing. <laughs> she gave herself a high five. Yeah, we did yeah, it. Yeah. Landed one without skid stains in his underwear. <laughs> Way to go, Martha. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, so Liz is like, uh, those are like all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. And you're probably trying to figure out what the best part is. And that is the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Castle, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and uh, whatever's your answer. That's your answer. All right. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And like Mike Goldberg says, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Dumb and Dumber. Let's go. Yes. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite cartoon? Uh... uh... South Park. <laughs> I'm with that one. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite actor? Uh, um, James Franco? Okay. Uh, Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite podcast? Wrestling Soup. Okay, I like that. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Jim Cornette. <laughs> if I could land Jim Cornette for this show, his <laughs> mind would explode. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me, kid? You're exposing the business. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 
Welcome to the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> and last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Uh, twat. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but I've I've started doing this thing where uh, you can you can use this you can apply to the you can apply this to yourself too. If you don't want to call somebody a twat, you know how people say "see you next Tuesday." <laughs> I, with, with twat, I say Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> Yo, I like that a lot. <laughs> it's like, did you ever see? There was like this big meme, right, where this kid was like, he was doing the months, right? So he'd be like. Uh, January, February, March, April, May, June, and then he's like, uh, Jason D. <laughs> he's like, Jason <laughs> D. Love. So, and I was like, oh my God, that's like dead on. When I was a real little kid, my, my best friend's name was Jason, and he always pointed out that he was like, he was uh, jet, July, August, September, October, November, like he always mentioned that stuff. And then and then when my brother first came out as gay, he was dating this boy named Jason. And uh, my mom had like, my mom had like this lotion in the bathroom that said Jason on it. Like, I guess that's a, a brand of lotion. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's me, y'all. I'm January, I'm July, I'm January, or whatever, June, uh, July, August, September. I'm like this like, kid just came out of the bathroom talking about how he's the months. <laughs> okay, pal. All right, buddy. <laughs> Way to be. Way to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you you discovered yourself in the bathroom. That. <laughs> With my mom's lotion. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, like those are all uh, that those are all like the heavy questions that I do have to ask. But the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, if you go on YouTube, youtube.com slash Corey Castle, C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E, and subscribe and like and comment. Make sure I, I know you exist. I, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under the same at Corey Castle as it's here on the screen if you're watching the video. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Corey Castle, same thing. Corey Castle on everything, at Corey Castle on everything. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, anywhere where anywhere you, you find quality podcasts, you'll find me. And uh, and also, uh, oh, I'm trying to get this thing, I'm trying to get this, this hashtag started. I'm trying to get this stuff trending. And it applies to pro wrestling. Uh, it, it applies to how how the lines are so blurred. There's not, there's no real black or white in character or, or shooting. It's like worked shoot. It's like blurred line. Yeah. Now I, I call that gray fade. So yeah. if you, if you can, if you can start applying that where it's like, Oh man, I don't know if this is a work or a shoot. That's gray fade. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to start using it now too. I'm going to start applying that to all of it. Yes. Yes. Ha hashtag hashtag Grayfabe. <laughs> I like it. That, well, he gave you all of his handles. He told you about his podcast. If you guys don't know, it is called Evolving with Corey Castle. It is on all uh, podcasting places. If you want to go check it out, I know personally I'm signed up to it on Spotify. So 
You guys go check it out there. But what does that mean now? Well, that means we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winter in the Ring. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good shirt, but you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see him right there, Corey Castle himself. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're subscribed to this channel. You like this video. You leave a little comment. You go, you go subscribe. Follow us on all of our other social media platforms. Listen, it's all right there underneath. And then you go to ProWrestlingTees.com for us. That's the Three Count Podcast. And you buy our merch. Or you're just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for that outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. A little bit of effort goes a long way, folks. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. <laughs> Bet. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Talk Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.